Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So uh, we can start off this episode with some congratulations are in order. You shipped update 2022.2. I'm really good at version numbers these days. (laughs) The version numbers are the best, but the the content of that update is amazing. So this is the final, the overcast uh, redesign part one. Uh, update that we've talked talked about bits and pieces of over the last couple of weeks, but it's or, but it's finally out. And uh, congratulations, it's super cool, and it seems like the response to it has been super positive. So that's it's awesome to sort of to see it out in the world and to see it so well received. Thank you. Yeah, I am I'm ridiculously relieved. I was so nervous to ship this, you know, because part of it was just it's a huge change, and it wasn't just a reskinning. There's a lot of under the hood changes. There's a lot of small and big feature changes as well. Um, so it's it's a pretty large update. It's, it's the largest single update I've done in a, in a pretty long time, and uh, possibly ever. <laughs> and so it's it's it was a really big deal for me, and I was nervous, you know, like because I'd been running it only myself for a while. Um, I you know, I've been working on it since around Thanksgiving, uh, so and it was running only me for a while, and then uh, eventually about a month ago or so, I started a, a, a semi public beta. So I had like you know a couple couple thousand people on the beta, and then you know people reporting issues and giving feedback mostly in my in my beta Slack channel, uh, which is public if anybody wants to join. Um, but it's it, it was still very nerve wracking for me to, to to ship it from you know the maybe thousand people who were in the beta to my entire user base, which is much more than that. And so it was nerve-wracking in a lot of ways and i was i was doing the whole thing where i was telling press people ahead of time all right it's going to be released on this date here's here's the test flight link you can join it and see the preview if you want i'm happy to answer any questions you know the whole the whole press circuit um and i and it did get a lot of press and but i didn't know if it was going to be positive or not (laughs) then it gets out to the whole public and and now it's out to the whole user base and and certainly the reaction from the beta group was very positive the reaction from the press was very positive the reaction from the overall user base percentage-wise, is very positive. But of course, I'm getting many messages on Twitter and email from people who don't like it, um, just because you know it, it's still a small percentage, but it's a small percentage of a bigger number. And so I'm still hearing from a lot of you know individual people who don't like certain parts of it. Um, but I've had a lot of really interesting takeaways from, from this process. I mean, you know, it's not only, you know, obviously sitting on something for, you know, what has this been, five months or whatever it's been? You know, it's it's a lot of a lot of time to like bulk up or you know to to batch up changes and release them all at once. And th- there's issues with that, but um, for the most part, most of those things have, have gone pretty well. You know, the number of bugs has been pretty low. The the weirdness on servers hasn't really happened that I was fearing. Um, but a lot about the design is it was it was very. I felt I felt very confident in this design. I, I think it looks great, and I'm very happy with it. Um, but it it also kind of felt like um, like my my like admitting to the world or presenting myself to the world as a semi designer, you know, and we talked about this before, like, you know, being a, being developers first um, and, you know, my design skills were pretty bad when I, when I was first putting apps out um, and, and I've slowly worked on that over time. And I think now my design skills are decent. I wouldn't say I'm a great designer, but I think now I've reached the point where I am decent at it. Uh, and, and I've reached the point where, I no longer think I need to involve other designers in most of my app design decisions, um, and I think it turned out really well. and And I think I'm also I'm I'm also taking it in a direction where I'm trying to make everything much more modern, much more colorful, 
um, trying to appeal more to non-nerds, uh, which is, you know, and, and when you look at apps that non-nerds use, like this is kind of how this had this, um, you know, the genesis of this new design idea was that uh, my wife, Tiff, and I were on a vacation right before Thanksgiving, and she was showing me an app, and she, I, I don't even know, I think it might have been Pinterest or something, but she was showing me an app that had these big pills uh, for navigation between sections, and she's like, look, this is how modern apps look. Like, this is how, like, cool modern apps that young people are using, this is how they look. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And I've been wanting to do custom colors and custom icons on playlists for a while and i and i couldn't i I didn't quite have an idea in my head of like how would that look and when when i saw the pill shape i'm like you know i think that would actually work really well and so like that night i i whipped together like you know a quick version of it in overcast uh and you know a very basic version and i i i ran it in the simulator and i'm like that looks amazing (laughs) i put it on my phone and i showed tip the next day at lunch and she's like yeah, that's great. That go that direction, <laughs> and and so that kind of that kind of the genesis of this. And I mean, there were a lot of other aspects of it too. I mean, I don't know how much time you want to get into it here, but there were we got thirty minutes. That's true. <laughs> you know, there are all sorts of aspects of you know things I'd wanted to do for a while. Um, you know, the font was one of those things. We we talked before about how I was I was giving up my custom font for the system font, uh, but San Francisco as a base font is a little boring. And that was always the criticism levied against it, you know, in my app was like, hey, the old font had more personality. This font is, is too boring, but I wanted all the benefits of the system fonts. And so I switched it to SF Rounded. And then about halfway through the, through the design process, I, I enabled the alternate glyphs for four, six, and nine digits, which has instead of the little curly, t- curly ends on the, four, or on the six and nine, it, get, it does straight ends. And on the four, it like opens up the top instead of being a closed pointy top. And I think those those changes really push it over the edge because that that adds a lot of personality not to mention that i think it looks better and i think it's more legible at small sizes but and i have a lot of small text in the app for things like timestamps so that's that's why i went that direction on that but i think i I was able to get a lot of personality out of sf rounded that i wasn't getting from regular san francisco and then that that made up the personality gap that i was seeking and so this all kind of came together with like using sf symbols for the icons everywhere using sf rounded with the alternative glyphs for that like all of this came together to be really nice and and i i'm very very happy with how it turned out and so far the reactions uh you know in you know press and reviews and everything have all been pretty good i mean the only the only negativity i've gotten was a combination of people who don't like change at all, which frankly, I, you know, I know I'm never going to win that, that fight, but frankly, I, I understand that, uh, because whenever you change anything that's been, I mean, look, this design has been mostly unchanged since overcast 1.0 in 2014. I mean, I designed that basically for iOS seven and, you know, the world has moved on quite a bit since then <laughs> in terms of what, you know, how apps should be designed now. Um, but so, you know, so I, I had no choice, but to change it if I wanted the app to not look old. Uh, so I, so, you know, I was going to change it to something, but you know, a lot, a lot of people are understandably just change, change averse and, and tired of change for the sake of change. Cause so much in the tech world changes all the time, oftentimes just for the sake of change and not making things actually better, um, or sometimes actually making things worse for people. So, you know, there's some fatigue there, which I understand. Um, and there was a combination of that. And also like I added this big new recent section, um, on the home screen, and a lot of people didn't want to spend the space on that. And there was a way to hide it, but I kind of buried it. I, I, I couldn't find a good place to put it. And so I put it in, a, in not a very good place. 
And so I actually yesterday I shipped an update that adds two more ways to hide the recent section in places that are that are, people are much more likely to look for it. Uh, and so I think that'll help a little bit, uh, you know, with, with that resistance. But the other weird thing is that this this is kind of funny, I think. Um, but but it's something that's that's worth considering when you're looking at redesigning your app. Um, one of the things that people are really tired of, especially nerds, is like space inefficient layouts um, layouts that have very low information density where you have to do much more scrolling or swiping to get to the stuff that you could otherwise before fit on one screen now a lot of the the negative reaction to the design was you made everything bigger and actually playlists podcasts and episode cells are all the exact same heights as the previous design and, and like on, on my Marco.org post, I actually showed side-by-side screenshots and you can see it clear as day. Like they didn't get taller, but because they now have this pill shape on the playlist, then it looks bigger. It looks more tangible because now it's this object, you know, and it's more colorful and there's an icon. And so it's actually the same total height, including the margins, the same total height as it was before. And you can fit the same number of playlists on screen as you could before. But because it looks different, people think it is taller and they think it's less information dense um and so uh, that's been an interesting side effect and I, I don't really know what to do about that exactly except i guess just give people time i mean those who have written in i've responded with you know this little like, text expander template basically like you know actually here you know these are actually the same height but thanks for the feedback you know <laughs> and uh i mean i don't know how much that's going to do but otherwise you know with, with those exceptions of like you know a little bit of negative feedback on those aspects um other, otherwise it's been very very positive and uh i'm just glad to have it out there and i'm not you know as i've mentioned in the past i'm not done redesigning the app there's still lots of areas in the app that have old screens that i want to redesign but I, I wanted to get this out there this is part one and and yeah so far it's been going great yeah i mean hey you, yeah it's like it's I would say for a, a as big of a redesign as it was, the results that you've got sounds overwhelmingly positive, that you're never going to please everybody. There's always going to be people who are just don't like change because they don't like change. And that's fair enough. And that's just the reality. But you can't keep a design for, you know, a deck, half a decade, a decade, just because some people don't like change. But what I particularly like about this update is in, in many ways, like I've been using it since you started the, the beta test, and it feels very much like it wasn't like you just took the old design and threw it away and tried to come up with something new for newness sake. It, it feels very much more like you, it's like the sort of the old allegory of the you know university campus that doesn't put in sidewalks, but just for a year <laughs> or two lets people walk around and then finds where people actually go and builds the sidewalks there. This feels very much like an, like a redesign that is based in after whatever, you know, six, eight years, whatever it is of people using this app, you found the places where there was these, these tensions or these inefficiencies or things that were frustrating and you've rounded those off and made them better. Like for me, the, the, you know, the playlist, the main playlist list is now so much, I I love that it's, it's so much more sort of scannable because I can use different colors and different glyphs for each of my playlists. It makes it really easy without really having to pay attention to find what I'm looking for. Whereas the other one, it was just a, a word. And that, you know, it's like that, that is an efficiency that has made it so much, you know, sort of so much clearer. And then like the recent section, personally, I love, and I love it for the same reason I love your widget, is like 90% of the time that I'm using Overcast, what do I want to do? I want to either listen to the last thing I was listening to, or I want to listen to the most recent episode 
that was published in my subscription list that either I'm going to resume where I was doing or, oh, it's, you know, it's the, the new episode of ATP came out. Let me listen to it. And you've made the, the, those those operations. I can either do it from the widget or now in the app itself. It's like that's number one thing that I do is now super easy to do. And it feels like that sort of that rounding off of things just makes this redesign feel very like it feels like it's a, it's a natural improvement in a growth rather than a redesign that just is like we've come up with this whole new paradigm for how you're going to listen to you know, listen to playlists and we're going to put them into a chronological timeline feed and then we're going <laughs> to algorithmically read, you know, read. It's like you, you haven't tried to reinvent it. You've just made it better. And so, you know, put me into the category of I love the redesign. I think it's good. And I think there's definitely going to be a, a you know, a, a gradual period where people have to adapt to it. But overall, because I think it's coming from that place of improving the most common operations, it's such a huge win over, over sort of in the long haul. Thank you. Yeah, I because I, this is... You know, part of part of this was also, you know, it was a pretty significant feature update in certain areas. And, you know, a lot of those were things that like like the, the Marcus played button. This has this has dogged me for eight years, like since 1.0 sure. came out almost eight years ago. Uh, people have been asking, how do you mark an episode as played without playing it? You know, a lot of people, myself included, were like, well, I don't know, just de- just delete it. Like, I, I just figured deleting was enough. But a lot of people really want the the distinction of I'm, i don't want to just delete this i want it to show up as played in the list and i don't want to and and people want that so badly that they would often open it up scan to the end <laughs> let sure. it hit the end and that's how they would mark it as played um and they would often do this to many episodes at once like if they wanted to like you know fix up you know their set their status of a whole season of something or whatever and so you know, integrating Marcus played as like a very high level feature, like it's prominent in the in the interface, gets its own button next to the delete button, um, you know, that kind of thing. That was a, a pretty large change. But I I had eight years of support email and tweets saying, how do I mark something that's played? I really need this feature or I can't figure out like people were often confused, like the idea of the feature not even being there didn't enter their mind so they weren't saying can you please add this they were saying where how do you do this where is this <laughs> you know it was so obvious to them that this had to be there and so for, and for eight years it wasn't and and so adding that was a, a big thing um on the playlist screen you know having i i had the ability to manually drag them around to reorder them that's something that people have been showing me over over the last few years like they've been just hacking it by by putting like you know one two three four five like prefixing sure. all their titles in there or and even the idea of icons people would would like start their titles with an emoji uh, you know because i didn't i didn't offer icon support until now and and so there were all sorts of hacks people were doing to try to make it work the way they wanted to and w- my goal here was ultimately like first of all let's get let's get rid of the need to do most of those hacks and make this easier for people and second of all Try to make it even more flexible to accommodate even more preferences and patterns that people want to do that aren't the way I use it. So that's why you know playlists became much more flexible. The Marcus played thing, you know, reorderable, pinnable podcast, which I have pinned no podcasts in my list, but everyone everyone has asked for so long. I want to be able to reorder podcasts on the, on the on the main screen, and reordering podcasts when the list is dynamic. Uh, is a little tricky. That's why. I, so now I have like a pinned option, and then you can reorder the pinned ones. So you know, there's like a way to accommodate what people want to do without introducing weird edge cases and stuff like that. So this is very much an update of like let me let me address the most requested features over years and years and years of feedback, and try to accommodate people who are who use it in a way that's not what I had in mind, but who are still trying to use the app for you know for something else. 
Anyway, we are brought to you by Microsoft Lists. Are you looking for a new way to track and manage work and life from start to finish? Microsoft Lists is here to help you clear your brain space and get organized. And it all starts at lists.live.com. Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try lists with your Microsoft account, all designed for small business and individual use. Hey, that sounds like us. Yeah. Start by creating and sharing your lists with your work colleagues, partners, your soccer team, or your neighbors, or even just yourself. You might create a list of books or movies for your monthly meetings, track home improvement and important receipts throughout the year, build out team rosters for your soccer team or volunteer group, and just so many more possibilities. At lists.live.com, you can get started quickly with ready-made templates. You can use filters and views to visualize your information, so you can have only one list with many views or lots of other lists, whatever you might want. You can share your lists as links. You can get other people's thoughts and work together on a list. You can do so much with lists. The ready-made templates save you time, or you can start blank and add in exactly what and how you want to track your information. So it's super flexible, great for things like issue trackers or asset managers or work progress trackers or, you know, regular personal stuff like gift idea lists, playlists, media lists. So go try the preview now at no cost. Go to your browser, type in lists.live.com. That's lists.live.com. Sign up, sign in, and track what matters most. Check it out and let Microsoft know what you like and any feature requests. Our thanks to Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Yeah, and I think what you're doing here is naturally going to get that kind of feedback because what, when you're, you know, with Marcus Played, for so long, the app has been optimized for like 10% of its users, the people who are like, oh, just delete it. And that's what they think. And now you're switching it around so that rather than catering to the 10%, you're catering to the 90%. And so people are going to be like, well, I, you know, I, I liked the way you were, cause you were doing what they, what they, how they thought about it before. Uh, and so like, why do you, you know, why did, why did you add this button and take up this valuable screen real estate? And it's the realization that's like, well, it's much more important for your app and its longevity and its use utility. If 90%, if the 90%, um, of people who are reaching out to you are telling you are being confused and not telling you, which is even worse. Um, it's like, it's much way, it's way better for you to be taking care of them, um, in a way that, you know, it's just better overall for the longevity of the app and i feel like waiting and sort of getting too stuck on old things just because you know some people like it you end up with the you know it, it, it with an app that doesn't have a sense of i don't know a sense of life a sense of improvement a sense of uh evolution and that's kind of you know it's, it's, it's something I, i've gotten stuck on many times where i get it, I, you get that you get that negative feedback and you're like oh it's mm, did, I, did i do the wrong thing and it's like as long as you're coming from a place of more people, you know, it's definitely more people have been complaining. More people are being confused. Added, you know, in my case, I've started adding analytics into my apps. One of the big things for it, so that I can understand where the pain points are, where the problems are, how where people are confused, and then I make a change, and the confusion goes away. Like that's a huge win, and I feel like you've done a lot of that um, in this update, which is just very, you know, very cool. And I think in the long term, and if you think about the new user to Overcast, their experience is going to be so much better as a result. Yeah, and that's 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 the thinking really. It's you know, like I, I know that it's it's hard because when when I change something, 
And when I get feedback, like what I've gotten over the last couple of days from people who are not happy about it because it changed, or maybe it makes their use case slightly different, or maybe, you know, I try not to make anything worse for people. Sure. But, you know, certainly like I had like, you know, the Marcus played button. I, I moved a button on that episode toolbar. I moved the like playlist membership kind of button, you know, add to queue, you know, stuff like that. I moved that from spot number four to spot number two out of the five. I've heard from a lot of people who who say, you know, this breaks my muscle memory where, you know, now I have to move over here or they they say, where did you put this? They didn't even bother looking uh, under the the now, you know, ellipsis menu. Um, And I understand that, like, I don't break muscle memory lightly. (laughs) But in this case, I, I was thinking of like, all right, well, I have these two actions now, Marcus played and delete that both effectively delete the podcast just with different semantic, you know, results. Um, but these should be next to each other because these are two very similar actions. And so I, I need them both to be to be next to each other. So I figure, all right, no, now the, the right side of this split is those two buttons. That's how you get rid of a podcast. And then the left side is acting on that podcast without getting rid of it. So that's the share button and the add to playlist button. And I also put the star in, in that menu because it kind of replaced where the star was in the toolbar. Um, and so really the only thing that got worse here was starring because starring is now two taps instead of one from that from that location. But something did move. Now, I'm hearing from a lot of people who are upset about the move, but I think that's going to be a short-term pain. I think give you know in two weeks, I think I'm going to stop hearing about it because everyone will be used to the new location. Uh, so I have to think like long-term here, this temporary negative feedback about that move is going to be gone in a matter of weeks, probably, or at least mostly gone. Whereas conceptually, the app will be cleaner and simpler for everyone and for new users, especially forever after this. So it's better to prioritize for the long term, like what's that what's right here, even if in the short term, people are going to be a little bit upset because I moved something, you know, but eventually that will solve itself. I mean, you know, as I as I look forward, and I want to tackle the now playing screen next, and one of the things I want to do with the now playing screen is get rid of the horizontally swiping cards and shift the what is now in cards, which is the effects panel, the inf- the show notes panel, and the chapter panel. I want to move those to slide up sheets that sl- slide up from the bottom uh, because that's the more modern design that makes more sense and that'll solve some discoverability issues I've had with this design. Um, and that and there's lots of other reasons to do it as well. Um, but I know that's that's a major change and that will break people's muscle memory and. I could do something, you know, in the short term, I could do something temporary, like I could maybe, you know, if they swipe to the right, you know, to bring up the effects panel, I can intercept the swipe and slide up the thing from the bottom. That's kind of crappy. I mean, it's not that's not a great solution. Um, the better solution is just leave it pure and, and let them, you know, let them learn the new thing. But that will cause short term pain. And I will hear from a lot of people about that when I do that. Uh, but again, the result long term will be, well, they're going to get used to this, and it'll be fine. And then it'll be better. I mean, and if you look like Overcast over its eight years has had something like four or five major changes to the now playing screen, including structural changes like whether it's a sheet, where it comes from, what you know, whether it's whether it's a card overlapping the thing below it, where the different panels come from, what they what form they take. Like that's actually changed a lot over time, just not recently. And right now, no one complains about my now playing screen having changed because the last time it changed was like probably three years ago. Uh, maybe maybe even more <laughs> so it's been a while yeah it's been yeah and so um you know when i do that it, you know the change is going to hurt in the short term with a lot of those people but in the long term if i'm making something that's better that's less complicated that's less confusing more usable and has and then gives me room to add more features which i want to do there um then i think i think people will be be okay with it you know after a short term 
Yeah. And I, th- I think optimizing for the, like for the typical user, for the new user, for the person who's not an overcast expert, I think has a lot of value because like ultimately that's how you can grow your business. And then you can make the app have a, a, a wider and better audience and take better advantage of the, every new download you get. Your goal is to turn that into someone who's using the app all the time, who isn't confused, who isn't bouncing off and saying, I don't get it. I'll just use apples or whatever, like optimizing in some ways for those users, I think just makes a lot of sense. And increasingly I feel that being too stuck into those, yeah, it's like that you're going to, you're going to like the thing with muscle memory is you'll build a new muscle memory that, you know, this happens almost every year with something in iOS, when they change, you know, they make a change from iOS 14 to 15, they just move some things around, they change the way some operations work, and we just adapt. And there's like two or three days where you're like, huh, what, what do I do? And then, oh, now it's now, now I have new muscle memory. Like, that's just the nature of muscle memory. It isn't this permanent thing that is completely inflexible. It's just inconvenient for a few days. And as long as it's like, if you're you're sort of changing a feature in such a way that the old thing is completely gone and doesn't exist... Fair enough. That's a, sort of a bigger deal. But if you just moved it around, don't do that lightly, but do do it when it makes it better and when it makes the common case more obvious and more accessible. It makes you know, it seems like an overall huge win to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, I'm I'm very I'm very confident in this. Like, you know, I knew there was going to be some pushback from people who who would not like you know mostly just change uh, and maybe who wouldn't like my particular choices. I knew that was going to happen, but I'm so confident that this is better that i'm i'm willing to push forward with it um, and that's that's that can be a dangerous feeling you know you have to be pretty sure you're right <laughs> it's, sure. if you're wrong that's that's a pretty bad feeling um but but i think in this case i i think i'm i'm right and, and i think the the um the press coverage had kind of helped validate that for me because it's like well here's a bunch of people who are you know professionals in this area who see tons of apps who review tons of apps and they all thought it was pretty good so all right i think i think i'm on the right track here um but you know, it's it's been <laughs> getting through the first couple of weeks of feedback is is certainly a little bit challenging sometimes, but overall it's been great, and I'm I'm very very happy with it. No, and and you should be because I think the reality too is you're benefiting from a you like like you you think about Overcast all the time. You probably go to sleep thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. You dream about it. If you're anything like me, it's like <laughs> yep. it, it can take over your mind. Like you think a lot about this. You have deep opinions about it. You're basing those opinions on, you know hundreds if not thousands of pieces of feedback that you've received and have kind of jumbled together and aggregated in your mind and so when you make a choice you're you're not making it lightly you're not making it it's not it's very easy to have an opinion online it's much harder to collect and gather feedback over the course of you know almost a decade and being a sort of a true expert and then having an expert opinion and understand that like that, that gives you a lot more justification and validation that you're not you know being silly here and you can make certainly not to say you can't make mistakes but it's much more likely that you're doing something that is coming from that place of expertise rather than someone who's just grumpy that something changed yeah and th- and that's it and that's that's what gives me the confidence to know that some of these decisions are right even though you know it, i might get a, a, a temporary blowback by changing something and you know in, in a way that you know makes it worse for somebody for a few weeks you know that like i i know in my heart, I know that like, yeah, I've this, what this person is saying, like, you know, so, so many people <laughs> who, who don't use things like Marcus played they're they're like, why do you give that its own button? And I'm like, trust me, <laughs> eight years of messages telling me this needs to be its own button. And a lot of people who are, you know, they're like, oh, why don't you hide it behind a gesture? 
trust me, I know from other previous experiences <laughs> that anything that is only available via gesture will never be found by so many people. You know, and yeah. there's just all sorts of principles like that. That like, like yes, I what you're what you're saying is a decent idea. However, I have thought of that, or I have tried that, or I have this other information to say this is why I don't want to do that, or this is why that wouldn't work as well for a lot of people as as you might expect. You know, again, that's something that you know basically only the app owner can really know. Um, but yeah, so I am. I am so tired. <laughs> sure. I, I'm glad this is out. Uh, I'm glad that the bug fixes are are mostly pretty limited in what's necessary. I did have to do a ridiculous thing yesterday to to fix um, some voiceover shortcomings, but that that'll be a story for another time, I think, because I had to <laughs> had to basically write my own UI action wrapper. Oh gosh! Because there are so many areas in the API where, like, you want something similar to UI action, but it's not quite the same subclass. And UI action helpfully does not expose its callback in the public API. So if you create a UI action, you cannot use that to like create anything else from it. So I had to do things like you know, there's there's UI alert action, which is different from UI action, which is different from UI accessibility custom action. Not to mention all the stuff with notifications and everything. There's, there's so many places in the API where you need something that's like an action but is not a UI action class. And so I had to create like this super class that it's just called FC action. That it just has regular, you know, callback that is public API and, you know, a, a basic style, you know, destructive, cancel or not. And then, and, you know, title, icon, all that stuff. And then that class can generate a menu, an action, a, you know, a UI accessibility sure. action, like whatever it needs to do. But finally, I have that all figured out. You know, that's again, one of those little things like, oh, voiceover has a weird menu here. How do you fix that? Well, there goes a day, <laughs> you know, because the API is really weird about this. Um, but otherwise, yeah, other than that kind of stuff, it's been it's been great. And uh, I'm very happy it's done. So thank you, everybody, for all of your support. Thank you, Dave, for your support in this and your feedback during the process. Thank you to my beta group for all their feedback in the process. Uh, it's been it's been great great and I'm, you should feel good about it now you should go you know the benefit from the fact that you live in a beach town just you know go walk out sit on the beach look at the waves take a rest you've earned it it's 30 degrees thank you everybody for listening <laughs> we'll talk to you in two weeks <laughs> bye